0: Hi, this is Regeline Sabat, also known as Gigi. You're listening to Walk With Me Podcast. My guest today is Mari Mendez. Mari Mendez is a holistic practitioner and she's a certified money coach. Welcome to the show, Mari. Hi, hi, how are you? Nice to be here. Fantastic, it's such an honor to have you here today. Now, why don't you start off by telling us more about you and where you are from? Oh, I am...
1: I'm from Puerto Rico, I was born and and raised there. I moved to Florida when I was 30. And uh, as I was being a mom, I became a mom at 30, moved to Florida at 33. And then um, became a mom for many years and lost a little bit of my identity in the process. And um, unfortunately took a, a divorce for me to rediscover who I was again. And gain control of life in many ways, and um, and then I'm here now. I mean,
0: it's a process. It's a long story, but talk to us more about the divorce that you had to overcome.
1: Oh wow! Well, you know, you you fall in love. You are actually uh, happy to be a mother. I everything happened after I was thirty, so I had you know I was a mature person already and. was very happy to dedicate my life to my family. I actually left my career uh, to take care of my youngest daughter. I mean, sorry, of my oldest daughter that was injured at birth. Um, I had I used to work for Motorola Semiconductors and I decided to be with her so I can give her her therapies and be a full-time mom. And then one child became four children at age 37. I had my last one. And by then we were living in Florida and it was a little bit of a lonely life because mostly with the kids and never part of my husband's life. And we actually grew apart. And for a while, things became a little bit hostile. Um so the began a little bit violent on his side. And I just decided to uh, give him his space because I needed to figure out what was best for the family. So when he had a chance to move to um, Germany for a year, I decided to stay home. I had just started working in the workforce um, as a real estate agent because I knew I had given myself medically two years for life to turn around. And it was it had been very, um, very bad, the, the marriage um, at that time. And um, unfortunately, I gave him. I mean, I, fortunately, I did give him a chance to go on his own and be there, do whatever he wanted to do, and hopefully um, have a change of heart towards the family. And it didn't happen, so I, eventually we ended up, you know, divorcing. But I already knew before that happened. I already knew that that you know we were going downhill. I I can I could see it. Uh, for a few years before that, I remember one time my parents were visiting, and I um, laid in bed with my father, just talking. And out of the blue, I said, "I'm gonna divorce. I'm gonna get a divorce." And it took maybe five years after that, but I, I already knew it was happening. And and I think that in a part of me knew that I wanted I wanted out because there there were personality issues. So um, I just tried to make it work and have from my part and try to keep the family together. as a, well, because that's why you grew up knowing, right? To keep the family together and to be, uh, to be strong. But it, my strength came after I have to say when I decided to um, give myself those two years to to see what would happen, you know, I said, like yeah, I, in my mind, he never knew that. In my mind, I said, I'm gonna wait two years to divorce if he doesn't change, if things just don't change. And I was always in connection with God and talking to God. And He actually spoke to me in my dreams, and I took a chance, um, following the, those, you know, the words. Oh my gosh, I'm getting here emotional. And I wasn't expecting this. Um, hearing those words and that's when I discovered that you know he he was working away, he was with someone else. And and that's when my my you know my the 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 rose what do you call how do you call it in English there's a phrase the, the rose ceiling went down or it crashed, that's what it did. And I was just trying to make it work, make it survive. I became from the loving, caring, submissive wife that ideally, you know, men like supposedly, to the biggest biatch ever. You know, I played every role you could you could in that moment. Um so I started seeing numbers, a lot of numbers and that's way before I understood um the angel messages and everything that comes through the numbers, and it was 7 11. Every time I would see, um, I would wake up in the morning. It was 7 11. I wake up and had not look at the uh, the the clock. It was 7 11. When I look at the clock, it was 7 11. In my in um, you know, going could be 71 dollars and ten cents, or it could be you know anything. I would be are surrounded by it was always 7-Eleven. Eventually I understood and I found a book, someone gave me a book in a party. And that said that it was called Angels, I can't remember, something about angels, um, healing healing with angels. And I saw that they had numbers and that each number had a meaning. And the meaning of 7-Eleven is like, follow your path, follow what you have in your heart that, you know, I'll be protecting you and i'm getting the chills now so i don't know i honestly you know may be different from i don't you know i've seen a few of your podcasts but i don't know but i'm going to bring things that i don't know if you're you're familiar with but one day i had a, a lady um jennifer she showed up into my house to drop off her daughter that was um, friends with my daughter so she was new in school so I did not know her and later she became, she came home and she started you know I invited her sit down have a drink there were other two other moms there and it happened that she's actually a psychic and I had no idea and she started saying um, whatever you're going to be doing in May don't be afraid of do it Everything else is gonna stay in the past, and I never told anyone that that May was the when the two years that I'd given myself to whether I stay or not would be happening. And um, I, I just, I was, just, I was just dumbfounded. I mean, I was like, wow, <laughs> these people are real now. I mean, I was the most skeptical for her until that day, and then eventually she would show up in my life and saying, you know, thanks. Um, without asking, I would never ask. And she would just, you know, offer me information. I said, thank you. Always skeptical, but then now, you know, I'm now the biggest believer, believer. <laughs> um, because she said, she said she was a messenger from God, right? She gave me the, she brought the information. And, um, you know, it was a tough process to do I had to convince myself that it was the right thing to do then I had to fight the family in in, uh, his family especially and I decided to just you know pray and that's when he got that offer to go to work for a year in Germany and at that time I did not realize that. And now I know this. It was a gift from God. So God allowed me, or allowed Him to go, work, do his, you know, whatever assignment he had for a year. I. Everyone said that I was being stupid by not going to Europe and enjoying a whole year in Europe. But I knew I couldn't go in a country where I don't know the language, where I don't, um, I don't have family, I don't have a support system. And I needed to stay uh, stable. I had gone back to the workforce, so I—I I was just starting. I wasn't going to let it go after ten years of not being, you know, of being only a mom. I said, "I have, I can't. I have to stay focused." And I did it. And the day we dropped him off into the airport, no one cried. I didn't cry. He didn't cry. In the past, whenever he traveled, he would cry. No one cried. The girls did not cry. And that same day after we got home from dropping him, my second child, Andrea, came to me and said, Mama, guess what? And I said, what, Mama? Now we don't have to hear Papa yell at us when he comes from work. And that shocked me because it, you know you know that the environment is not good for your children, but that was so that that was a shock for me to hear her say that. How I think she was seven when that happened, so it was so I don't know, it was an eye opening to see how, how bad they, their environment was. So that was the beginning of the end, that was the beginning of the end, and When he came back after the that year was over, he never came home straight. He spent like a few months, I don't know where. And then he and I know he was already in the United States and he decided to come back. But he doesn't tell me. He's just asking, What are you doing? blah blah blah. And it was close around my birthday and I said, I'm not gonna be here. I I sensed it and I trusted my gut, so I packed my kids and I left I left I left to Orlando to a family member (laughs) while I was there I made reservations for a whole week in Sarasota to be um, at the beach but you know cheap um, it was like a cheap um, hotel like a day scene it was a day scene I guess it was like 225 dollars a whole week to stay there it had breakfast and everything so The girls and I spent the whole week and he was there. He came, he was calling me, looking for me. And I just said, hey, you never told me you were coming. So I had plans. So I told him I was in Miami. So he couldn't look anywhere but (laughs) where I was because I want to see him. I I was so mad, I was so angry and I didn't want, I I wasn't ready to see him. And eventually I went home and then he, he went to Puerto Rico so his family came back and after that, um, he stayed home for, for about two weeks. And, I, and that's why I told him I wanted a divorce. I was like completely honest. But he didn't believe me. So when he left, which I was like, shoo, because I had a trip to um, Nevada, to Las Vegas. But it was a training trip. So I was going with a lot of um, other colleagues from work from the real estate business, and he had, I didn't want to tell him, and my parents, he he left, like, in the morning, and in the evening, I picked up my parents from the airport, and the next day, I left, and because my parents came to stay with the girls, where I was, and that was hell, for some reason, he found out I wasn't home, and he was calling my cell phone, blowing it off day and night. Very scary. And we were like four of four of the, you know, four of my colleagues and I were all four of us were sleeping in the same room because we'll shared a room. And the women were like, stop it, don't answer. Don't do you know I but I was so scared of what could happen. And one, one of those mornings that I was, we were already in the training. The, it's a huge training from a major, um, you know, it was a, my fairy training, I have to say, and he is, I get hear my name. Like before the, the break, I hear my name come from, we want to talk to you. And the lady that's talking to me is asking me the first question, like, are you married? And we're like, what does it matter? But that question told me he was there. And when he, he was supposed to be in Arizona, right? And his new station. And I panicked and I told her, I mean, I just like opened up completely. And what they actually upgraded me and my whole crew, six of us, they gave us the VIP passes so we didn't have to go out. We went, you know, had the VIP treatment the rest of the day and um, we never saw him. And when we came back from lunch, she came to me and she said that the, he was escorted out of the hotel and that he was not allowed to come back into that hotel. So he kept calling me, he kept doing all that. Oh, you're making me believe all this. Very
0: inspiring. Now Mari, as a domestic violence survivor myself, m- my heart truly goes out to you and and you share very a lot of important components in your story in regards to the importance of when an individual is aware that they are in a violent relationship, the importance of leaving that relationship. Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. And what
1: happened is that when I say God gave me the gift of him leaving, that was my that was my time to learn how to be without him. I learned to be by myself. I learned to live with with my own, um, you know, my children, and I was working, and I just needed to learn how to figure out how to pay everything because. I had no idea what was going on in the financial world either. Because he that's how he was. He was in charge of everything. I was just in charge of the kids. He was so um controlling that he even if I cleaned the house,
0: he had to clean that for me. That that's how that's how he was. So Incredible. So you went yeah. from being financially abused to now being a certified money coach. Absolutely amazing. Very inspiring. Now, what is your best advice to the audience for walking with purpose and living a life of happiness?
1: Oh my goodness. Take charge of your own actions and be responsible for, um, for what you do, whether it's good or bad. If you know you did wrong, take, you know, take responsibility at times, you don't not necessarily have to go and talk to the person and ask for forgiveness. But if you have a spiritual way to ask for forgiveness and talk to their spirit, it's, it's such a healing for you. And you contribute so much to that process of healing that next thing you know, either the person disappears from your life naturally or you're just like, you know, I mean, life is never going back to you know when you have an issue. Once you forgive, life doesn't necessarily is perfect again, but at least you're able to be amicable and taking responsibility. That's that's what I've been doing. I take responsibility. I don't blame him. I mean, my for my ex, I don't blame him for right now for what he did, because I know that part of me wanted out, and that was the the broadcast message I was sending, right? So I'm not saying I call for it for what happened, but I'm saying that I'm a part contributor to that situation. And by not, by not, by seeing it that way, I don't feel I'm a victim. I own myself and I can move forward and I can help my daughters have my four daughters, um, have shape of their
0: actions also in their own relationships. Amen. I, I love, love it. it. Now, Mari, where can the audience find you? Oh, goodness. Um,
1: healingfirefly.com. And uh, you can also place uh, Facebook at Healing Firefly and on Instagram at Healing Firefly. And um, I'm, I'm here to help you, to guide you, whether it's behavioral money coaching, um, you know knowing w- what your flaws are because that's basically what I do is not telling you how to use your money but how to identify um, the different money personalities that we all have and which is the one that drives our car and also by also helping you release your your um, emotional traumas and help you empower you to be you know to go from the victim point being
0: a victim to actually being an empowered goddess. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure to check out Mari at healingfirefly.com. And Mari, thank you for being a guest on Welcome Me podcast. Thank you, much. Thank you so much.